Are you tired of feeling stressed and anxious all the time? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Introducing Foods That Soothe, the ultimate guidebook for improving your mood and reducing stress through the power of nutrition. As a nutritionist, I know that what you eat can have a profound impact on your well-being. In this guidebook, you'll discover the key vitamins and nutrients your body needs to calm your mind and soothe your soul. In the guidebook, you'll learn the science behind these mood-boosting foods and practical tips and recipes to incorporate them into your daily routine. Don't let stress control your life any longer. Take charge of your well-being with foods that soothe. Let's unlock the secrets to a happier, healthier you through the incredible power of food. Foods That Soothe is your path to a stress-free, happier life. Get your free copy today at trudyestone.com forward slash foods that soothe. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. So this week, I'm doing something a little bit different, and I'm re-releasing a previous episode that I think will be very helpful for you at this time of the year as we approach daylight savings time. This is a really important topic that warrants repeating so that you have some actionable steps. Most parts of the United States and Canada observe what's known as daylight savings time. Each year, starting with the second Sunday in March, clocks spring forward one hour ahead. Then on the first Sunday in November, which is what we're approaching right now, depending on when you're listening to this, we fall back, so to speak, when the clocks are set back an hour to standard time. Since this started back in 1918, there's been ongoing controversy about daylight savings time. Some people say that it reduces energy consumption and improves the economy. Others are not so convinced and argue that there are potential health and safety issues, such as increased risk of heart attacks or traffic accidents. An emerging concern, however, is its effects on mood disorders like seasonal depression. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the rate of depression has already tripled during these unprecedented times, and the colder, darker days are likely to make things worse. Experts are warning that the winter pattern SAD symptoms, also known as seasonal affective disorder, could be much more pronounced this year. People who experience seasonal depression are already prone to disturbances in their body clock. So it's thought that time changes may make depression worse by disrupting your delicate body clock even further. 
A study published in 2017 found that there was an 11% increase in depressive episodes during the switch from daylight saving to standard time. As to why this occurs, some experts say that it's thought that when sunset is earlier, it disrupts some of our bodily functions. So your circadian rhythm or the 24-hour cycle helps us to regulate when to eat, sleep, and get up in the morning, and that may get thrown off. Our overall health and our mental health relies on a regulation of this process. So with that, sit back and relax during this special Encore episode where I talk more about what seasonal affective disorder is and what you can do to feel better. Are you one of the 20 million people who dreads the fall? Now, while many people like me love the changing leaves and the cooler days so we can wrap up in those chunky sweaters, for people with seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, fall feels like the start of a long and dreary season. So let's talk about what SAD is, seasonal affective disorder. So SAD is a type of depression that fluctuates with the seasons. It most commonly begins in the fall, usually between September and November, and starts to lessen in the spring, so usually around March and May. Now, because it involves the shortening of daylight, it's more common that the farther north you go, where winter brings the most darkness, is the more that you're actually going to feel this. So in any given winter, 6% of the U.S. population meet the criteria for seasonal affective disorder. And another 14% suffer from a less severe form of depression, commonly called just the winter blues. Now, while SAD can affect people, including children, as well as even pets, three quarters of all people with SAD are women. For my Canadians, about 2-3% to of Canadians will experience SAD in their lifetime, and another 15% will experience a milder form of SAD that will leave them just only slightly depressed but still able to live out their life with major disruptions. Now, each year, people who suffer from SAD, they often have a predictable set of symptoms. For example, you know, having a hard time getting to sleep and difficulty waking up in the morning, low energy, increased appetite, especially for sweets and, you know, salty foods, weight gain, poor concentration, brain fog, a tendency to isolate. And I know that we're all, you know, pretty much in isolation right now, but even just isolating yourself even more, like maybe not even wanting to pick up the phone when somebody calls you low mood, and many other symptoms. If you have SAD, or if you have a loved one or a friend who does, you know it can dramatically affect pretty much every aspect of your life. It's really disruptive because it happens every single year, and it lasts for such a long time, especially if you're in Canada where I live. It's lasting, it could last anywhere for up to four or five months until the days start to become longer again. Now, since SAD is linked to a lack of light, people with SAD may also become depressed during cloudy weather or at any time of the year, or if they're confined to, let's say, you know, being in an office where there's no window or being in a basement apartment. And I've been in both of those scenarios, so I can definitely relate to that because I'm actually someone who thrives off of the sun. Like when it's sunny outside, I'm like bouncing off the walls. I'm so happy. And then when it's cloudy, I definitely feel like my mood is affected. So what causes SAD? Well, the jury is still out, but researchers are, you know, starting to think about some likely hypothesis. Now, it's believed that vitamin D deficiency, as well as a lack of sunlight, combine to produce disruptions in a part of your brain called the hypothalamus. And I talked about vitamin D and vitamin D deficiency back in episode number, I want to say 30 or 31. It was all about, you know, why blacks are being affected uh, by COVID, by whites. But there's also some information in there about vitamin D specifically. Now, back to the hypothalamus for a second. Okay, so 
again, a vitamin D deficiency and a lack of sunlight combine to produce disruptions in that part of your brain called the hypothalamus. So this disruption impacts our circadian rhythms, which leads to lower levels of the neurotransmitter serotonin. Okay, and the serotonin, that's the neurotransmitter that makes us feel good, right? And the symptoms of depression, you know, that are a hallmark of SAT. Now, to compound the issue, the shorter days also signal the pineal gland in your brain to convert more serotonin into the sleep-inducing hormone melatonin. This leads to even lower levels of serotonin and higher levels of melatonin. Now, this is the perfect recipe for a low mood, you know, fatigue, sleepiness, and just feeling lethargic all of the most common symptoms of SAT. So let's talk about some natural therapies for overcoming um, seasonal affective disorder. So I actually have five things that you can do to overcome SAT. And I found out about the first two suggestions from the Center for Environmental Therapeutics at Columbia University. So their researchers do a lot of work on helping people to understand the best treatment options for SAT. So I'll link to their website in the show notes for you. So tip number one is to experiment with bright light therapy. Bright light delivered through the use of typically a light box is generally thought to be the most helpful tool for alleviating sad symptoms. And according to um, CET, who I mentioned earlier, the Center for Environmental Therapeutics, 75% of patients have significant improvement in their depressive symptoms with around 30 minutes daily exposure to bright light. And research suggests that the light needs to be around 10,000 lux illumination. And here's what that means. So natural sunlight ranges from 2000 lux and lux is, is a standard unit of illumination. Okay, so natural sunlight ranges from about 2000 lux on a cloudy winter day to 100,000 lux on a clear summer day. But most of us, especially now, are spending our days indoors and are getting less than 100 lux a day. Okay. Now, there's a lot of different types of light boxes available, so it really is best to consult with your doctor to avoid any risk. And I'll also place some links in the show notes so you can learn more information about them and then how to choose one. Tip number two is to try negative ion therapy. Negative ions are oxygen molecules that contain an extra electron. Exposure to these ions has shown to improve mood by raising serotonin, and this helps you to relieve stress and also helps to boost daytime energy. High negative ion environments include forests, oceans, and waterfalls. So think about how you feel when you're in any of those places, like when you go to the beach or maybe when you go on a hike or when you're near a waterfall. And this is often why I like to take nature walks. And I like to go to one that actually has like a big, beautiful waterfall because there really is something about being near that waterfall, being next to it, feeling the energy of the waterfall, you know, smelling the water, hearing the water. It really does allow all of your senses to, you know, kind of come together as well. So I highly, highly recommend that you, if, if you're in a city, maybe you could drive someplace out of your city, you know, to go visit someplace that has a waterfall. That would be great. I live here in uh, Toronto, Ontario. So in Ontario, we have so many different beautiful parks and I'm fortunate to be able to just drive a short distance away to that I can take advantage of that, okay? But even if you can't, just get out into nature, okay? And just try to walk. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this later, about walking amongst trees, okay? Now, in terms of the treatment of SAD, research has shown that high-density negative ions are as helpful to people with seasonal affective disorder as light therapy when delivered through an air ionizer. And remember, you know, that that light box that I talked about earlier, it's been shown to help 75% of people with SAD. Okay, 75% of people. And here we're learning also that this negative ion therapy as well is just as beneficial as that light box that I mentioned earlier. 
The Center for Environmental Therapeutics has found that most commercially available air ionizers do not produce enough ions to be therapeutically useful for treating SAD. And the few that do produce um, enough ions emit toxic ozone that makes these devices unsafe. So the best way to get these negative ions are through, like I mentioned earlier, you know, forests, oceans and waterfalls. And there's also something called forest bathing. I promise I would get back to this. There's also something called forest bathing, which has a similar effect. Now, forest bathing is simply about spending time amongst trees. One study of 280 people found that time spent amongst trees leads to lower cortisol levels, reduces pulse rate, and lowers blood pressure. Another study found that phytoncides, and phytoncides are uh, substances that are emitted by plants and trees and just generally means the aroma of the forest. But one study found that these phytoncides can reduce stress levels, increase the quality of our sleep, improve our mood and our well-being, lower blood pressure, and decrease anxiety. It's also been found that forest bathing increases the activity of natural killer cells, part of our immune system's defense against infection. Do you feel like your stress levels are constantly on the rise? You're not alone. Feeling stress is a perfectly normal feeling, but it can sometimes feel like you're taking on the world without the strength to get back up. In my free Foods That Soothe ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins, nutrients, and recipes that may help you to improve your mood as well as to reduce your stress. I know how it feels to be overwhelmed, so I wrote this resource with you in mind. No matter how stressed you are, there is always a way to find relief. This book doesn't take more than 10 minutes to read. You can even read it on your phone or on your tablet. You can also grab the free download over at trudyestone.com forward slash foods that soothe. Tip number three, eat and supplement with serotonin in mind. Serotonin is one of the few body chemicals that's stimulated by light, as I talked about earlier. As low serotonin is one of the root causes of SAD, it's essential to take steps to raise your serotonin levels. This includes eating adequate protein to have enough tryptophan in your diet to make serotonin and supplementing with amino acids known to raise serotonin levels. It's important to note, very important to note, that if you have suicidal thoughts, it is very important that you seek professional help immediately. There may you know, be more than just a brain chemistry imbalance involved, or you may have an imbalance that you know nutritional methods and some of the tips I'm talking about here will just not correct. So again, if you are having any suicidal thoughts, please seek professional help immediately. Tip number four, add a vitamin D supplement. If you have SAD, seasonal affective disorder, it's important to go to your doctor and have your vitamin D levels tested. If you're deficient, ask your doctor about taking a vitamin D supplement. While on vitamin D supplements, make sure that you have your provider test your levels, you know, every three to six months to make sure that your levels have not gone too high. Again, I talk more about the importance of vitamin D back in episode 31, but this is something that's especially important as most blacks are low in vitamin D and vitamin D helps with immune health and respiratory health. Blacks are naturally deficient because of the melanin in our skin and melanin blocks out vitamin D. Tip number five, get outside. I talked about this a little bit earlier and I know, I know that the last thing you probably wanna do when it's cold is to go outside, but I'm telling you to do it anyways. And here's why. Just because it's cold and the days are short, it doesn't mean that it's not sunny, right? Especially in the middle of the day. 
So bundle up in your favorite sweater or coat, take a break from work, pop your earbuds in, listen to the Mind Your Body show, and go on a brisk walk. It's the best way to get your vitamin D levels up and give your serotonin a boost. Also, getting outside into the open air is the antidote to technology. It's my belief that a lot of constantly being on our phones and social media contributes to mental health problems such as anxiety. And it's not just my belief. There's studies that show this as well. Recent studies which examine the effect Facebook has on adolescent users found that it makes them more depressed. Too much time on social media starts to change your view of the world. If you feel that everyone around you is having the time of their lives and you're not, it's going to make you feel as if you're failing, which gives your brain information that it's in a place of threat. Nature, on the other hand, is expansive and forces you to look outwards, while technology encourages you to look inwards. Being in nature, it tells your brain and your body you're in a restful place, while your smartphone produces an abundance of information that tells your brain you're in a realm of anxiety and pressure. There's something magical about being grounded on the earth and in a playful frame of mind. It feeds your soul and nourishes your mind. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.